You're listening to The View From Up Here, an equipping podcast by Viewpoint Leadership and Development. Our vision is to cultivate a change in the way the world views leadership and development. And our mission is to foster better leaders through a modern approach while developing individuals into their true selves. My name's Brad Walbridge, your host for our time together. And joining me in our conversations is our president and founder, Josh Trout, and our COO, Joel Archery. Want to welcome back our listeners to the View From Up Here podcast. As always, I'm Brad, joined by Josh and Joel, coming to you from the Sit and Spin studios. We're joined today by George Singleton. George, welcome. Hey, thank you guys for having me. Yeah, welcome. Thank Good you to have you here. Glad George, to be here. George, you're the vice president mm-hmm. and COO of Upstate Circle of Friends. Great. Can you just share with us, I know we're going to dig into a lot of different things, but share with us about Upstate Circle of Friends and how you got connected to them. Sure, thanks. Um, Upstate Circle of Friends is a non-for-profit organization that was formed in 2006 by, uh, should I say it was founded in 2006 by Ms. Dolores Pinson. Uh, she and I met uh probably in 2007 or a little bit earlier, she has a special needs son. Mm-hmm. His name is Aaron. And at that time, she was uh, working for the Greenville County School District. Mm-hmm. She was a an account specialist working at the main headquarters. And her then-husband uh, asked her, they would discuss the possibilities of opening up a after-school and summer daycare for special needs. Mm. You know, Aaron now mm. is close to, I think he's right at 30 years old. And um, they talked about it, prayed about it, and decided. And fortunately for her, she was, um, uh, there was a lot of things good in her favor. She was at the right place at the right time, mm. whereby the school district was going through this major renovation, transformation. They were, the, the then superintendent, Harner, decided that every school in Greenville County was either going to be renovated, remodeled, rebuilt. Mm-hmm. And if you if you go in Greenwood, there, there are no bad-looking schools. Every right. school is top. I mean, it's, it's, it's great. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, in, in comparison to other counties, like especially the, the, the quarter of shame, the I-95 quarter down in the lower part of the state. So there were no, with that being said, there were a number of schools that were, were going to be put up for sale, uh, torn down, rebuild or remodel. And the current location where we are, Serene Elementary, was one of those schools. Mm. So one day, uh, her then boss allowed her to go out and just kind of shop around. Mm. And she looked at another school, Gant, I think Gant, which is not far from Serene or where we are now currently. She said, well, it's nice, but I'm looking for something. I don't really know what her reasons were, but she just, maybe the pricing or whatever. So she then went over to Serene Elementary, and when she drove up, she saw what she thought at the time was some nice little buildings, and it was quaint and whatnot. And she decided on starting her after-school program there. But little did she know, well, she later got the the, the, the aerial map. It sits on 11, almost 11 acres. Wow. So, wow. so that kind of changed the, <laughs> yeah. whole, the whole dynamic. I'm sure. And from that, so 2006, she left the school district, May of 2006, she left the school district, and in June or July, she had like 21 special need kids in her summer wow, camp. Wow, That's Yeah, amazing. but it was, a, it was a major, major challenge for her because, again, 
we all have lofty dreams, and and she had a business plan. I give it mm-hmm. to her. Had a business plan of what she wanted to do, but she realized it was going to take a whole lot. I oh, mean, yeah. just because that's eleven acres in the thirty-six thousand square foot uh, building, it takes a lot. And she got discouraged. She shared it with me. She got discouraged a couple of times, and she said she felt like the good Lord said, "Keep coming back. Mm. You know, go back." Mm. And she's uh, she knew a lot of people. And collaborations is the key with nonprofits, working and trying mm-hmm. to work with other people. And she put together, well, she was part of a a book drive back to school initiative. And at that time, I was currently working at Greenville Tech as a director of community affairs and recruiting. Mm. My job was just making sure we could connect the community with Greenville Tech. Because there are a mm. lot of programs at Greenville Tech that require certifications and those kind of things without so much, well, degrees and two-year degrees is one of the things they focus on. So we had a chance meeting. Um, you know, a young lady, Ashley, put us together, said, George, this is uh, Dolores, Dolores, this is George, I'm out. That's all she said. <laughs> That's all she said. Yeah. That's the handoff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ashley Shockley at the time, she's remarried. <laughs> and she said, I'm out. So Dolores and I were sitting there looking at each other and she, <laughs> She, I said, well, what do you do? She said, well, I have a school. I said, you have a school? That's pretty cool. And she was telling me about it and everything. And I told her, I said, I'm going to come out, check you out, because maybe there's something there. And uh, a couple weeks passed. I ended up calling her. And um, I went out, and I, you know, I drove around the facility a couple of times because it, it was in pretty bad shape. School district knew it. They weren't trying to hide. And uh, I called her. I said, is this? Is this the place? She said, yeah. I said, okay. Pulled up, and there she was, that big smile. And she had all these keys with all the doors, and she said, <laughs> she said, uh, this is it? And I was like, well, okay. So we did a tour, and I mean, I'll be honest with you guys. I mean, the right side of my brain, I tell people this, was saying, get back in your car. Get back <laughs> in the car. But, but the left side says, stay, yeah. stay. Yeah. I mean, and, and I'm, I'm so glad I did. And from that day, it was interesting. Quick story, I know. Um, I, you know, we sat down and she said, so I'm looking for partners. I mean, people to help me build this up because I want to turn, like to turn this entire facility into an after school special needs facility because, you know, South Carolina is lacking in so many things. This, in that area in particular, it's just hard to find. I associate it with the military. You know, mm-hmm. if, you know, if you do not know anyone that's been in the military or associated with the military on some level, you, you've been living on a rock. Right. The same thing can be said for special needs. Mm-hmm. I mean, Absolutely. We all have family right. associates. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the same mindset or at least understanding. So, you know, we were talking and, and I said, well, let me, let me think about it. And uh, I went home, just kind of muddled over it some more. I said, well, I think I might, I've got some ideas. So I called her up. Mm-hmm. And uh, I said, I think, you know, I think we need to maybe look at partnering. She says, I, I don't know if we need to do this, if we can. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> you just got turned down. <laughs> <laughs> You're telling me? What, what, what did I do? You know, what, what, what did I do? And uh, she said, but you're a busy guy. I mean, you're, you're writing books. You're, you know, you're traveling all over the place. And I'm like. Where is she getting this from? <laughs> well, there's another George Singleton, uh, graduated uh, from Furman. <laughs> oh, really? Did he also play in the NBA? Too? No, okay. he, he, he writes. No, no, he, a couple he, of details different. Yeah, <laughs> a couple yeah. of details. He's a, he's an artist. He writes books. I mean, he's a you know 
But she she Googled me or whatever she did at that's the time. That's so funny. But there were no pictures. It was just... That's, no, yeah, that's yeah. hilarious. I was about yeah. to say, didn't you look at a picture? So, <laughs> so I said, oh, I know. I said, yeah, I said, you're right. I am doing a book study right now. I'm, I'm getting ready to write a book with about some children, and I just know that where you are would be great. I could, could do some so research. Funny. I have a book signing at Barnes and Noble. And she's going, <laughs> yeah, I know. You just, I said, so this is going to be tough, but I think I can. She said, that's why. She said, why would you, you know, a famous artist? I mean, uh, God is writing books, Arthur and all this. And I was like, well, yeah, but I think I could squeeze you I in. Love it. And I just went on and on. And she was like, I just wish we could have worked it out and this and that. And finally I told her, she said, I still shouldn't hire you. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're a liar. But it, yeah, but anyway, so we, since then, I mean, I did some, we started out, I was consulting, and I realized I need to just go ahead and be honest and, and just um, step down from Greenville Tech before they fire me. Mm-hmm. And, uh, <laughs> and, and we just, since then, we've just been going. So, yeah. you know, that's a lot mm. that you asked me. Yeah. I just thought I'd give no, that great. to you. But, you know, our mission is, we're committed to enhancing and empowering the lives of youth and individuals and their families through education, recreational, and social programs, mm-hmm. kind of a holistic approach. Right. Uh, we, I, I mean, we've evolved over the years from, I mean, we've had two charter schools there. We have after school summer. We, we are a community center slash incubator. Uh, we've got a lot of stuff going on. You know, yeah. like I said, it's 36,000 square feet. We have, you know, 22 classrooms, a cafeteria. We don't have a gym. That's the one thing. We now have a huge garden, and we'll get into all of that. Mm-hmm. So yeah. um, probably more than you asked for, but yeah. No, no, no. I, I yeah. think that's great because yeah. that lines up with, you, you know, we, we talk about we're, we can be in a leadership role. Yeah. But there's something different between I'm in a leadership role and I am also passionate yeah. about yeah. what I am leading. Yeah. What, what are you passionate about? With well, upstate circle of friends. It's interesting to mention that because I, you know, on my desk I've got a little, you know, I've got George Single Vice President, and I right underneath it I've got uh, passion, persistence, and patience. Yeah. It may not be in that mm-hmm. order, but those are my three P's. And for me, I guess it goes back to I oftentimes say this, you know, my mother. She was a, a very, very passionate woman, and she would say things like, you know, if you're gonna do something, do it right. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. she was very passionate about it. You know, we would have gatherings and, um, you know, uh, went to my, I can say this, I went to my, my cousin's wedding and um, afterwards the reception was just, you know, it was like, it, it was, you know, it wasn't a lot of food. It wasn't a lot of things going on. She was, my mother was pissed. She said, they could have done a lot better. <laughs> you know, she said, you know, you, you bring me up here and you're giving me pretzels. And stuff like that. What, what kind of, you know, she said, it's just, it just, it just came to mind, you know, because yeah. she was all about, if you're going to do it, do, do it, it right. Because right, right. you yeah. have that level of passion. But, you know, giving my, my upbringing and, and, and seeing and experience many of the challenges that I was faced with, as many of us are, you want to try as much as you can to make life better for those that are that are with you, mm-hmm. and those that are around you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you know, I, I like the journey of of, the, of us, you know, going together. It's just everybody's using mm-hmm. this this phrase now that you know, if you if you want to go fast, you go alone. Yeah. But if you want to, you know, go far, you go together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's an African proverb. So. You know, that level of passion of seeing something as it is, what can you do to make it better, enforces a, 
uh, brings about a drive. Because mm-hmm. I look back, I'm constantly, well, when I say looking back, I look at our facility and the things and the programs that we have there, mm-hmm. and I'm saying, man, I remember when we started here. But look at where we are now, and right. look at how we're continuing trying to impact the families, the individuals, the groups. Um, and I think that's 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 the passion. The patience is you got knows you got to have the patience of Joe. Lord have mercy. Absolutely. I mean, when you're in the nonprofit world, uh, most of our board members have some of them have retired, others have worked yeah. in the for-profit. Mm-hmm. And and I remember a good friend of mine um, who who was very you know very much involved in a lot of the things we've done, and we be we would be trying to put things together. And she said, George, you know, in the for-profit world, you sit down, you decide on something, boom, the next day. She said, but the non-profit I'm seeing, you, mm-hmm. you just got to wait, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's and then being persistent. I yeah, mean, with yeah. that patience, you got to be persistent mm-hmm. in saying, okay, because I've got notes of everything, <clears throat> things that are going on, quotes of just stuff that needs to happen. But that's where being persistent and patient and mm-hmm. being passionate it all kind of runs together. So. Now, you know, Upstate Circle of Friends has been recognized a number of times. Yes. Mm-hmm. For for work in the community. Yeah. Can you speak to some of that and, and just some of the ways that the organization has expanded beyond just special needs with kids? Oh, yes, absolutely. Well, real quickly, you know, after I met with Dolores and she she forgave me and decided to, to hire me and we partner after we, after we got beyond that. Right. Um, she probably doesn't forget, right? She never she forgot never that. She never lets yeah. me forget yeah. it. She's yeah. like, ah. She's, she's still wondering why you show up. She says, I remember when, I, I know you, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, we were sitting and I told her, I said, young lady, you can do so much with all of this. I mean, my mind was just going Oh man, you know the the caviar dreams and the beer money. Mm-hmm. Well, you know the stuff you can go mm-hmm, with that. Mm-hmm. And I was saying to her, "Gosh, you could just you know, there's so much, so many type programs and things. And geographically, you know where we are, we're two four blocks from 85. We're a couple of blocks from Whitehorse Road and mm-hmm. a couple of blocks from 25. I mean, we're just right there in the middle. And um, she, you know, we, we look at it and, and try to kind of continue to put things together. And her contacts with the with the school district and my contacts having gone, been affirming graduates. I mean, we I've tried to get everybody I've known at some point in time to come out of here. God bless his soul, Mr. C. Dan Joyner. He, he came out and big real estate tycoon, as we all know. And, you know, the hips and, you know, all the hardnesses, just people that are influential, Mm -hmm. many of those that are here in Greenville. And with her contacts in the school district, but we also have a a great relationship with the Department of Juvenile Justice. Mm -hmm. And the very first grant that we received, well, we didn't receive it, they had a program that was called um, TAS, the acronym Teen After School Center program, gosh, I'm going back years now, all these acronyms, you guys forgive me. <laughs> and, and we wanted to apply for it because we saw that it could be a program where we could involve and engage teens, yeah. one, keep giving them a positive alternative mm-hmm. versus getting out of school. Then you know, statistics will show that the, the, the hours of the day where most teens get in trouble during the day is between 3 and 6 or 7 mm-hmm. o'clock because they, yeah. they're just roaming the streets or doing whatever. And we had missed the deadline. We didn't know about it. So we informed the directors, the state directors, said, we still want to have a program. We still want to do it. 
And they were like, what do you mean? You have no money? I said, no, we'll figure all that out. Mm-hmm. But we still would like to be recognized as a team after school site. So they said, you have our blessings. <laughs> so, you know, like Tina Turner, we wanted the name. We wanted yeah, the name. Yeah, yeah. Give, give us the name. Mm-hmm. Give me the name. So we established <laughs> that site. And um, I forgot how exactly how many youth we had, but I think it was around 25 or so teens that would visit our site. We had different programs. And to make a long story short, we won an award for it, mm. for being the South Carolina Teen <clears throat> Task After School Site uh, Center for the state of South Carolina. Wow, yeah. wow. Then the next year they awarded us. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> so, there you go. But that, that, was, yeah. that was the first of many. Um, you know, one of our biggest supporters over the years, which we've had a number of them, uh, initially starting out with ScanSource. Okay. Um, they mm. believed in us. Yeah. Uh, Joan Burkett now, she was uh, Joan Dealworth, I think it was her name, but Burkett is what I call her now. But Joan and I are very good friends. I mean, I, I really love her. And she saw it. She saw the passion in Dolores' mm. eyes. And uh, she just gravitated. And that organization has been instrumental in helping <clears> us. Um, it, it helped us. They were very influential in helping us purchase a facility. They allowed us to get a brand new roof, mm. and that's just the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. I mean, you go over there now, you think you had another scan source site because <laughs> I got rugs all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> I, said, I thought I'm at Upstate, but I said yeah. scan source. Whatever it's works. Something else. Yeah. But, but, but they 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 planted this yeah. to help make mm-hmm. it possible for us. Green was a great place yeah. Yeah. for for nonprofits Absolutely. and organizations. And it's just so, great to have supporters. I mean, and it makes me yeah. think of Synergy Coffee. Yeah. One of our great supporters here for this podcast. If you're hosting an event, get Synergy Coffee. They're great. There's the shameless there's, plug there's right the there. He was all in it. He was like, yeah, it's great yeah, to have yeah. some yeah. 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 He's like, I don't know where we're going with this, but yeah, yeah. it sounds really good. So good. <laughs> that was cool. <laughs> George, I would be remiss yeah. if I did not take the the hook of, of Furman, of you mentioning Furman. Yeah. You're mm-hmm. Furman grad. Exactly. I would be remiss if I did not pull in mm. the, you know, as part of your leadership journey. Yeah. You know, we, we, we see what you're doing today and what you're yeah. involved in. And, you know, the, we, we sometimes forget all the years mm. before yeah, yeah, now yeah. and how leadership has evolved. As do can, I. <laughs> can you speak to, you know, playing basketball at Furman? Sure. You're drafted into the NBA. You play yes. a number of years in professional basketball. Sure. And how that <laughs> shaped those early years of, of becoming a leader. Well, interesting enough, you know, you hear this about our, our leaders – born or made, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and I, I, I've heard, it's not arguments, but comments mm-hmm. on both sides. I think, I think for me, it was, was made pretty much uh, when I say leadership, and that's still something I think about. But, you know, when you, going back to high school, uh, for me, when you're asked to meet at the circle there before the tip-off, because you're designated as the team captain. And mm-hmm. you're kind of wondering, okay, is, is it because of just seniority, I'm a senior, or right. I, I, I produce more points, or, you know, what are some mm-hmm. of the things? But I think it's more or less, it was from then leading by example, all mm-hmm. the, the things that we have grown and known to uh, expect from a leader, you know, mm-hmm. like um, being on time, things like you come into practice, and, and, and getting others to be in, involved and engaged with what you're doing, working hard, setting all those, those little examples, but they're, they're big examples, 
because someone, another thing my mother always said to me, she said, no matter what you do in life, somebody's always watching you. Mm. She said, young man, I'm telling you, no matter what you do, someone's always, so always try to set a good example yeah. and, and have someone that you can look to. And as I was growing up, you know, it is true a village helped raise a family because there were uh, men in my life, uh, unfortunately my father died when I was very young, that was involved with me in, in making sure that, uh, you know, I stayed out of trouble and even though sometimes they'd be doing some crazy stuff. <laughs> but, but, you know, once they realized that I might have had a particular talent, they said, hey, you know, let's watch him let's, uh, and make sure they were, they were doing all those things. So you start taking account of yourself saying, you know what, if they're asking me to do this or be this way, then I, gotta wa I wanna be a certain way. Yeah. I wanna carry myself a certain way. If they make you the captain of the basketball team, then you gotta make sure you, you, you hold that position, you hold that honor. And the same thing happened in college. You know, yes, you have a talent, and there's a lot to be said with championship teams or people in general when the leader or the, 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 the best player on your team is if not the hardest worker, but the, the one of the hardest yeah, workers on yeah. your team. Mm -hmm. That and when you that that is the biggest compliment that a coach can give to his captain. He says, you know what, this guy leads or this young lady right, yeah. leads by example. Yeah. They are, you know, they're the if not the hardest, they are the hardest working player or person on my team. And then they say, but they're a better person. Mm. So that yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah. So. You know, when when things like that resonate and then you'll have other teammates from time to time, you'll see they'll be talking to other people, say, Man, if I had your talent and and you could see that maybe they're they're not using it, you know, how good you could be. Mm -hmm. I didn't have them tell me that, but that <laughs> you I've been in, as a coach, you could say, Boy, you don't realize how yeah. talented you are, but you don't really know how to put it all together. Yeah. But getting back to your point, you know, so you take these lessons and as far as expectations what, what you want to do in life, and it's like planting seeds, you know. So you want to be able to, to lead by example. Um, I tell everyone at, my at our community center that I won't ask them to do something I haven't done. Mm -hmm. right. You know, I, we mop floors. I speak of Dolores. She's driven a bus. Our first camp, you know, we would, we would she'd drive the bus, pick up the kids, they get off the bus, I'd have them, another gentleman would help, getting them in classes for the summer. She'd immediately go and uh, get lunches prepared and then come do the classes. And then afterwards, we'd have an activity. She'd take them back. Yeah. Then we would spend four or five hours cleaning up the school. Mm. So it was all these things, but it's, it wasn't beneath me. Right. And, and, and again, just leading by example. Mm. You yeah. know? So those tools, because you would say, how do I want someone to see me. I want to show, mm. show them that I'm capable of doing things and that they can do it too. And it, examples are the best ex, uh, word of showing how you can be a, a good leader. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So, Josh. Uh, no, go no, ahead. You were yeah. going to. No, no, that was pretty much it for right Yeah, now. I don't want to catch <laughs> you up there. I, I didn't get into the Furman and the Lakes, but I can talk about that yeah. later on. Yeah. Well, and uh, what I do want to touch on is, Josh, you, you've connected with George. Yes. And, yeah. and you wanted him to be on the podcast. Uh, yeah, you recruited I, yeah. him in. 
what what drew you to Georgia? What what kind of walk us through that? Okay, other than his massive hands from being an NBA player. Oh sure, sure. Oh man, you know, not quite big enough that ball would slip sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I thought I had big hands. The shrine of magic. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Now you know, I, I I was blessed to have the opportunity to meet George uh, through the American Heart Association. Uh, you know, sitting on the board uh, with American Heart, we held mm. a meeting there. Yes. And uh, I was just drawn to him immediately. Uh, I think uh, um, his leadership and and his um, uh, vision for the community is really, really impressive. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I think it's a need that needs to happen in the community, not just where we're at, but all over, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that uh, uh, your drive was something that I really, really appreciated. <laughs> yeah, you know, and, you. and I think that uh, that shines through. Yeah. And when you when you stood up in front of us and you you talked, mm-hmm. he had he had command of that room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to me, um, I think that as a leader, when when you're able to go up and, and stand in front of somebody and, and a group of people and talk. And all that passion and drive mm-hmm. shines through, and it, mm-hmm. it engages everybody, and you kind of mm-hmm. get mesmerized almost. That yep. says a lot about a person, and I think yeah. that's one thing that really impressed me about you. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, ever since then, we've got to, to, yeah. to talk and, and exactly. get to know each other a little bit more. Yeah. And um, you know, when we were talking about bringing guests on, uh, you know, George was one of the first people I thought that would yep. be great to come on because I think your story is amazing. Thank you. Um, but, you know, leading is difficult in itself, but like we talked about, mm-hmm. leading in a nonprofit is even yeah. harder. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. so if you can lead successfully in a nonprofit, man, yeah. that says yeah. something about yeah. you as a leader, right? Sure. It, it does. Yeah. Well, I, it doesn't have his daughters. He's big basketball. Tell me a little bit more about your daughter. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then we had the, the firm yeah. connection because yeah, she was at camp yeah. up there. Exactly. And yeah. 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 It's, it's cool. interesting. Last, Actually, yesterday I was talking to, with a uh, chief of staff for Cisco, and he said the best leaders are usually athletes. Yeah. And I yeah. thought it was a really important Absolutely. thing because one of the dis, uh, distinctions is <clears throat> they're teachable. Yeah, they have drive. Mm-hmm. Nothing's beneath them, right? Yeah. And good yeah. athletes, not just right. I played yeah. AAU basketball right. yeah. and shot the three all That's the time. Point. But you know, actually had drive, had to sacrifice, had to had to go for something. But then yeah. you're you're teachable. You're willing to say, yeah. you're right. I'm not yeah. I'm not the one who knows the most. The coach knows the most. Yeah. He knows what I need to do. Exactly. And so I think that's one of the reasons why you've been so successful is yeah. you were a successful athlete. Yeah. And to be a successful athlete as a captain, captain again, yeah. in the yeah. NBA, overseas, you have to be teachable. You mm-hmm. have to be willing to do things that are hard yeah. and have that drive. So I think that's one of the reasons why you've yeah. been successful. And I, I, I would agree. And also we have a couple of employees or people that we work with that have a great deal of military experience. Yeah, that I, too. I, I yeah. That's another that, one. Yeah. That, that the, the people, because you can, like this one young lady, I can give her an inch, boy, she'll she'll take it and, and, and just run with it. Mm-hmm. You know, she, she's a go-getter, and that, that helps. So I, I would agree. It's almost concur. like yeah. people who understand that they are not the chief person. That, exactly. That they will never be the chief person. Yeah. They're always the better leaders because yeah. they know that there was always going to be someone above them that they should at least lean into or yeah. someone that they need to lean into to get yeah. the yeah, better direction. Right. And another point I'd like to make is that oftentimes I, I'll say this amongst you know our folks that we work with is that I, I say, guys, you know, it's okay. I, I just want to be an Indian right now. I don't want to be the chief on this one. You know? <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it was really yeah. nice said, to be, right? It is. I just, yeah. I just want to be the Indian here. Yeah. I want to be an Indian. I want to be part of that. that you guys take it and run with Love it. it. Yeah. And just, and you got to be able to see that. Yeah. And it's it's, it's hard. It's, well, for some people, it's hard to do. But you know, you always want to. That's another thing about a leader is, is trying to hire or surround yourself with people 
that are smarter than you. See, Absolutely. Yeah. We're the Indians. Yeah. That's yeah. it. That's <laughs> it. Without getting well, any type of like racial yeah. aspect. Yeah. <laughs> and he's saying we're smarter than you. No. <laughs> and is, I that, would, is that right? I, I would second that. <laughs> I would second that. Yeah, so yeah. That, I, that, that is true because it's amazing what, you know, we've got a garden that we're starting with. So it's mm-hmm. a huge, that's a big initiative we got going on. Ne- wasn't part of our strategic plan, but of course you got 11 acres. Then yeah, why not? Say. Yeah. yeah, we yeah. Were, approached, were approached by a couple that uh, was interested in in doing it, and it and I, a, a little pre story to that when the charter school was there, we had a smaller garden. It was beautiful. It was nice. We had, uh, I mean, it was home and garden. It was beautiful. Then the mm-hmm. teacher left, and it just went yeah, to the right. dump. And I was like, so I just did done away with it and put a had a cement pad put on it and it's a patio now. I just <laughs> I was so pissed off. Well this other group couple came in and and they they were engaged and I said, you know, uh yeah. So we had talked about it and then they brought another young lady in who was just I mean, when you meet someone and they've got pictures on their phone about gardens and flowers and yeah, they're very talk, impressive. And they're yeah. talking about pollination. Yeah, these people are amazing. And, 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 and she, <laughs> talking she, about pollination. Yeah, they make and, you feel really stupid. Yeah. Right? yeah you kinda and you're sitting out in the garden and she's she's talking. She goes, mm-hmm. Oh, there's a hawk that can I'm like, what? You know, she's you know, talking about all these things with nature and all this. I'm like, hey, we've got something. But anyway, so we brought her on and it's it's been it's just amazing, mm-hmm. and I, I I was like, wow, it's just a blessing, yeah. you know, just to have that because again, it wasn't part of our strategic plan and right. saying you know in year twenty twenty two we're gonna have a ten thousand square foot garden because no, it just happened, and that's a perfect example where you just say okay, let me just be an Indian here, yeah, and you yeah. have that supervision. Yeah. And you just go with it. It's and that then, sharing of leadership. It's yeah. the yeah. Sharing, sharing of leadership. leadership. Yes. So yeah. important. Yeah, because you don't know. You know, what's the saying? Say you show me someone who thinks they know everything. You 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 know. You'll see someone who knows nothing. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. So true, so, man. Yeah. 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 As I look at and examine the the history that you have had and the experience you have had working with a lot of different organizations, the word that kept coming up as I was researching yeah. for mm-hmm. for our podcast was. Ambassador, mm. <laughs> yeah. that that and and I don't yeah. mean to be it in a regal term, yeah. but when you think about an ambassador, someone who is carrying the vision mm-hmm. of an organization or an effort, and is trying to connect people to that, yeah. the the leadership within that I think is is it's there's a uniqueness to that because. Yeah. You're leading people you're not even necessarily responsible for. You're leading them towards the work that needs to get done. Um, How has that, just kind of looking at your past and to where you are today, how is your leadership style today different from even 10 years ago, 20 years ago? Well, uh, I I will say this, um, you know, to answer your question, a, a phrase that that's become more apparent is is meeting people where they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know that, and that that really speaks to the young people there in our program. I, I would say that that we're involved with in our program. I would say, um, 10, 12 years ago, it, it was more or less. You know, this is the way we want to do it because you guys don't know. Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. You just young people. But I've learned over time that you you got to meet them where they are. As I said earlier. But really, allow them to be engaged because they have ideas. So you got to open yourself up to accepting them yeah, and saying, yeah. you know, look, you're older. They're coming into their own. Mm-hmm. 
your way of of teaching um, and and trying to bring this to them may not be the best way because they it's just a whole different world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was one thing I had to learn. And and you know when you when you are you know in a leadership role and people are looking at you and say God this guy's got a forty two inch vertical. He, so you know like yeah I can. You still you have know, a forty two inch vertical? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I was say yeah. hold on. Yeah. That's, can we it's talk a, about that? Yeah. Let's do that. Yeah. Right. yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a two inch vertical. <laughs> we'll have to raise yeah. those cameras yeah. up a little. Bit. Trying to make sure I don't trip over some of these rugs in here. <laughs> oh um, my gosh. So. You know, you think, yeah, okay, I, I know about that. So you're looking to me because I can do this and do that. But when you're in this this type of environment, yeah. surrounding, it, it's not like that. Going back to what I was saying about being in, you gotta say, okay, what do you have here, young man? Mm-hmm. Oh, I've got this program. Well, what's it about? Tell me about it. They'll mm-hmm. talk about it. So you're working together, and then you get to a point and say, okay, well, just got a few suggestions, mm-hmm. but go ahead, run with it. Let's see. And you're watching from afar if they stumble. And then at the same time, you learn and say, wow, I didn't know. You know, talking about the young man with the podcast over at my facility. When he approached me, I was like, okay, what are you looking to do? And he told me, and I was like, eh, okay. Yeah, I know nothing about this, but I said, let's give him a shot. Blew my mind. Yeah. Blew my mind. Whereas maybe years ago, I'd been like, ah, nah, you don't really look like you could. And right, yeah. So you got to be more open mm-hmm. and, and accepting. So, you know, um, that's that's kind of how, how I see the the biggest compliment I, I received, uh, well in in this nonprofit is that three years ago uh, we were looking at trying to have a farmers market before the farm came on, and I was meeting with met with a young man who was very passionate. He 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 works as far as cutting up meats and stuff in a supermarket, and he wanted to start his own um, meat market per se. Hmm. And 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 I was sitting there just talking to him, and I said, "Young man, you know, one day you're gonna have to take advantage of this. You're gonna have to go out on faith. You gotta try to go out there and do it." I said, "There's, you've got all the tools." Because listening to him, he had the experience and all these things. I said, man, you gotta do it. You see, I gotta go out there. You know, what's what's holding you up? You know, support from his family and everything. He's like, "Mr. George, I don't know." I said, "Man, listen, scare money makes no money, mm-hmm. and you you know, you gotta walk by faith. You gotta take a chance. Mm-hmm. You don't want to regret it." Fast forward, um, there's a shop on Wade Hampton. It's called the um, Black Sheep Meat Market. It's right there on Wade Hampton, yep. right, yeah. across, right across from the Canopy Car uh-huh. Wash. Mm-hmm. Sure do, yep. Yeah. So I didn't know this. We had a meeting. There was a meeting with some other folks, and the, and the gentleman shows up. And I saw him. I was like, Pat, how you doing? Blah, blah, blah. And we started talking, and he said, my motivation and inspiration is because of you, Mr. Singleton. Mm-hmm. And I was wow. like, what? He said, That's yeah. Powerful. He said, the words you you poured into me that day was what I needed to start. Mm-hmm. I almost came to tears. I was like, yeah. are you serious? Yeah. He said, because you 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 really put things in, in such a way that I, I just made it a point that after I left that meeting today, I was going to start my business and yeah. into that. Wow. So that when when you do stuff like that, oh yeah. my God, it's, it's, it's great. We we can never fully know the impact that we have. Absolutely, mm-hmm. yeah. It, it, we just have to trust that yeah. the work that we're doing yeah. is investing into them. Yeah, 
and that that it's going to have You're it's right. going to you know reap the benefits down the road yeah, even if it's not for us yeah. absolutely so, right uh, so. you know George would you mind if we connected people to you through our show notes oh absolutely we can, we can put the information yeah. about Upstate Circle of Friends sure uh, of course our our viewers our listeners can can see us in the show notes where our website will be I wish love they could to, see his beautiful shoes yeah oh my yeah. goodness <laughs> good looking shoes oh no they so, fit they're comfortable guys <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing yeah, so whether, whether connecting with George connecting with us We'd love to to connect with you and be able to help you in your leadership journey. We appreciate you being here with us on The View From Up Here. Look forward to our next time together. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Thank Thank you. you. Thank you. Appreciate Appreciate it. it. Yeah. Awesome.